Well, hey, everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me in my little post-Thanksgiving hideaway here at the intersection of faith and culture. Today, I'm going to air part two of my interview with Dr. Jeff Meyer. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the show today. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving and that you're having a great holiday weekend with the people that you love. Today, I'm going to air part two of my interview with Dr. Jeff Myers. Yesterday, we were talking about why it's so important that we acknowledge that there is such a thing as truth and the fact that the people around Jesus really did change everything. And they changed everything in every sphere of influence from medicine to politics. And they did it with the love of Christ. Today, we're going to come back around to that same topic, only take it a little bit farther. And we're going to grapple with grappling. Why is it so important that we engage in these conversations and how you can do it? We're going to give you guys some fun tips for how you can engage people in conversation that is both life-giving and truth-telling. Here's part two of my interview with my friend, Dr. Jeff Myers. My second son was over at our home for dinner the other night. You know, this is how you get your college kids to come home. You just say dinner, right? This is this is how you do it. If anybody's wondering, this is how you, this is this is the key. That's the secret sauce. That's the secret sauce. So I make dinner and I, you know, I, I text a couple of my kids and say, hey, I've got dinner. If you guys are free, come on over. And so Spencer and I sitting around the fire and just chatting it up the other night. And he said, you know what I noticed? He said, I noticed that beauty actually matters. He said, the, the world is telling us that it doesn't matter. But he said, all the things that have changed history over the over the uh, the decades and the generations have had an element of beauty to them. So we started talking about different aspects of beauty here in the Pacific Northwest and architecture and music. And um, and you're right, because even though they're subjective, you can look at you. I may not like a certain style of music, but you can see some beauty in it. Well, maybe except for Scream, I'd have maybe a hard time with that. But I, it was just interesting that that uh, Spencer is having these conversations where he's attending college right now. He's at Portland Bible College. Uh, and it's interesting to see these conversations come back to the forefront. And we've got a lot of people in the culture right now who feel sort of disoriented, right? After two and a half years of the the country being on its head, people are frustrated and tired. We've, we're having the news coming at us. You're totally right. I wrote down what you said that the internet is basically making money off of making people angry. Yeah. And we, we're living in a culture that desperately needs to be able to have civil conversations to talk about things that unite us instead of things that divide us. And what I'm hearing you say is if we can train up these young people to understand what truth is and that the gospel is the most important truth that we will ever be able to speak anywhere, there really is hope if we keep our focus where it needs to be. And it seems like that's been the passion of Summit Ministries for a really long time. That's been our passion as a ministry for a long time. That's my personal passion. And I, I've the other day, uh, Stephanie told me, hey, our neighbor just bought 10 copies of your book and uh, can you sign them? Because... She's going to have a discussion with everybody in her family. Ooh, that's over awesome. Over the holiday. Just, we're going to read the book. We're going to talk about it. Okay. We're going to talk about it because we've got to bring up truth. And we want to hear all of these amazing stories. Some of the stories you can just read aloud and mm. they're, they're fun in that way. So I've, I've been telling people, if you want to buy the, I, I can't sign your book and send it to you necessarily, but if you buy it on the internet, just email me the receipt at jeffatsummit.org and I'll send you a little signed card that you can stick in the front of the book. Oh, a book plate. That way you can have a signed book. So I'll send you as many as you want. I just, I just really want this to start great discussions in families this year. Yeah, it's so important and we need it. 
I think we we really need it. And truth has the power because you're right. Truth is a person. And I love that you said we need to start engaging rather than escaping. And it seems to me, and I just noticed this happen uh, on one of my social media pages the other day. Of course, I've been hip deep in politics now for like the last year and a half. You know what they say, what doesn't kill you, make you wish you were dead, right? So, <laughs> uh, so I'm watching conversations kind of going back and forth in the political divide, you know, especially now that Trump has announced he's running again. And so we never got a break from it, right? It used to be you could get a break from election cycles. Now they just seem like they just go on and on and on. So before one ends, another one's beginning. And this guy got on my social media and I kind of looked him up because he was so angry. Just, just um, my initial response was just flame the guy, right? The faster I type, the more I'm like, okay, Heidi, just get, a, get away, right? From the computer. But I went and looked at his page and we basically agree on almost everything I would think, right? We come from a, from the same worldview and yet, we're lobbing bombs at each other across uh, across the internet. How can we bring the temperature down and encourage conversation again? Like the kind where we actually sit and try to uh, parse the things out that seem to be, you know, making such a great divide. You know, that that was something I thought about a lot in, in writing this book when I, of course, most of the book is how Jesus followers changed all these different areas, yeah. justice, politics, education, science, arts, so forth. Yeah, they were then, in all of it. Uh, yeah, but then toward the end, I wrote a chapter called How to Speak of the Truth and Be Nice at the Same Time. <laughs> now, uh, I you immediately- You should do a TED Talk on that, dude. I know, I know. I, I, and I immediately got a text back from a friend of mine who's a significant influencer. He said, that's not, nice is not biblical. And I said- well, maybe I should have used the word gentleness or kindness, but or I used the word, well, I use nice because people want to be nice yes. and that's why they don't speak the truth. Yeah. Right. So they say, so I don't want to offend. I don't want to be canceled. I don't know what to say. So I'm yeah. just going to keep my quiet. Right. But if you can learn to speak the truth and to do it in a compelling way, that can change everything. So the whole key to this is learning how to be curious, learn how to ask questions. You know, one thing that you can't do on social media is talk with someone. You can talk at someone, right? But you can't Mm -hmm. talk with them. And the whole idea of relationship is that you talk with them. So if you're in a conversation with somebody who disagrees significantly, just say, Hey, tell me more about that. I'm here. Let's just, let's keep talking. I want to have this conversation. Tell me more about that. Then follow that up with questions like, yeah, so when you use that term justice or whatever, what is it that, you know, what does that mean? Is that something that's knowable or is that just also something that's personal to each one of us? Because if it's just personal, then why should my viewpoint make any difference to you or yours to me? Uh, then ask questions like, how do you know that? No, how, how did you arrive at that conclusion? It turns out asking questions allows you to stop this process of just butting heads and then turn and walk side by side with other people. Mm. Now, some people will never ask you a question in return because there are just some people who just never have learned that social grace. But most people will say, well, thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. And I could tell that you sincerely care about hearing what I'm saying. Uh, What do you believe about this? And then you have the opportunity to talk or you have the opportunity to say, uh, I don't know. 
In this whole mm-hmm. conversation, I realized I ought to be able to respond to that question, but I don't know how. Can I think about it and get back with you in two days or something like that? You don't always have to know the answer. You don't have to be the person on the internet who on a thousand different questions has exactly the right thing to say. Just set all of that aside. That's just social media. That is not, that isn't, that is a fantasy world. That is not the reality. The reality is the opportunity that you have to relate truth and relationship every single day through the little interactions that you have. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, it's it's so, and this is an important time, not only just an important time of year to do it, right? Because we have opportunities really in the holidays to bring people over, have people into our homes. But it's an important time in the culture right now because we are so polarized. We're polarized in the church. We're polarized politically. Now we're polarized medically, which didn't used to be that way. I mean, I could go on and on about that. I had an idea I wanted to throw at you and just see what you – I'm just going to be like throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks with you, uh, (laughs) Jeff. But uh, I told my audience maybe four or five months ago when I was coming down – from the run for, for Congress, sort of coming down sort of off of that and trying to find my footing again and get a normal rhythm back into my life. And uh, I started, I listened to Dennis Prager one day talking about Shabbat, right? So Dennis Prager, uh, he 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 participates, participates in this because he's a practicing Jew for the most part. But he was saying, listen, it's changed my life because every Friday we have people over to our house and sometimes there are people that we disagree with or people that we might we we might come at things from a different perspective and we get together and we we leave our cell phones at the door and we talk about this. Well, this idea fascinates me, right? So I start looking up it's it's me. So I start looking up Shabbat meal ideas like I'm going to start I'm gonna start doing this. What do you think? Cuz to me it's a way to to bring people together, right? So you you've got a candlelight dinner and an opportunity to really engage people. Yeah. How would you encourage? I mean, what do you think about that idea first of all? And then how do we put feet to what you're saying? Because I hear you on the let's talk about it. We've got to start asking questions. I love that. You know who's better at that than anybody I know is my friend Kathy Cook. Mm-hmm. So good. I love talking to her because she asks such wonderful questions. She has such a grace-filled way of bringing people into conversation. How does this flesh out for the regular person like Heidi St. John who's thinking, okay, I want to have more conversations. I want to ask more questions, but I just don't, I don't know how to begin to even do that or where do I start? I love that idea. It, it makes a lot of sense. Most of the people I work with are in a situation, say, at, at a college or university where they're in these conversations every day, like it or not. Right, right. And there's something easier about that in a way. You know where your professor is coming from. You know where the people in your residence hall are coming from. So you're always sort of in the arena. If you're not in that situation, how do you invite it? Right. And I haven't thought a lot about it because I just feel like, you know, I'm, I do a lot of media and their debates. It, it, you have media debates all of the time. I do a lot of work with students. We have about 70,000 students that we worked with last year. Wow. So you're always in conversations with people who say, I think I disagree with you. Let me talk this through. 
So the idea that you would actually intentionally create a, a space in your home to invite people makes a lot of sense to me. I, f- I feel like, you know, in my life, my home is the one place where I don't have to do that. <laughs> right, right. Well, that was sort of me too, Cause, right? Because you whole, and I have a similar... Life. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what a wonderful thing. Sharing a meal together is, is powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm telling my students all the time, the, you know, the magical words, can we have coffee and talk about it? Yes. That, that is really, really powerful. But you know, don't let the thought that, oh, that's a lot of work. I don't think we could do, maybe we could do that once every month or a couple months, but you've got these conversations every day. Mm-hmm. You go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking to people every single day and every one of them is an opportunity to express some truth and to show some caring and mm-hmm. then to be curious about what they say. Be, mm-hmm. You know, I, I find one of the best conversation starters when I travel, because you, you eat in restaurants a lot when you travel a lot, as you know, you know, what somebody has a tattoo, mm-hmm. like their ink is, has a story. It's an instant conversation starter, no matter where you are. Yeah. You know, how, Hey, tell me about that ink. That's really interesting. You know, mm-hmm. how did you decide to get that? What's, what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Another thing that I do and my friends and I have gotten in this habit of doing it and it's just, it's really powerful is to say, Hey, we're going to have a blessing over the meal. Is there an area of your life where you could use a blessing? Because mm. uh, we'll just, we're just going to pray blessing for you if, if, if you'd like. And everybody mm. says, you know, I, I've actually had one person who said, no, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I need a blessing. Everybody else is like, oh, let me tell you something. I got this kid or, you know, I'm not so sure I really like this job. I'm not supposed to say that as I'm serving you, but, uh, or I've got this problem in this relationship or, oh yeah, I'm get, uh, one, one guy was so funny. He said, I'm getting ready to get married. We said, that's fantastic. So let's, you know, we're just going to pray for you. He said, awesome. And he just came right up, held out his hands wow. you know, to pray with us. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what's amazing is we continue to see him in these, in these places. So I love the idea. Uh, and I, I think it's just, it's perfect sharing a meal together, sharing time together, especially in a home and then asking questions, say, Hey, let me share with you what I think. And I want to hear what you think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That really is productive for Mm -hmm. moving people toward truth. Yeah, I think so too. And I, uh, there's a book you might want to check it out. It's called 52 Shabbat. So what Mm -hmm. I started doing was just sending, and it's basically their meal ideas, but when you invite someone, you say, Hey, Here's some ideas of things that you can bring. We're going to do something a little bit different. And so then you've got sort of this disarming, what food did you bring? And what, you know, uh, how how did that go for you? Like right now I'm on a sourdough kick. So I'm making sourdough like every day of my life. It's healing, punching down dough. It's like, <laughs> you should try it sometime, my friend. It's, 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 it's a good thing. Well, I, this has been so encouraging for me. And I think encouraging for people who are listening as they enter into the holiday season and hopefully try to forge some new relationships and maybe mend some broken ones, uh, especially from where we have been. And just the commitment to truth. And tell everybody again about Summit Ministries, because you guys are reaching out to students. You're you're having a tremendous impact on what Thomas Jefferson called the rising generation, which so much of our focus, I mean, education is the front line. It really is. I mean, what are we looking at in the culture right now? Why are we so on our head you can look at our high schools, our secondary, uh, our secondary institutions, and for sure our universities. So tell everybody about Summit Ministries. 
Well, we're we're doing we're equipping and supporting the rising generation to do two things: to embrace God's truth, and second, to champion a biblical worldview. Mm. Uh, at the core of that, we have everything from small group courses for churches. That's uh, we have a brand new one called Now We Live that is free for small groups. We have fifteen hundred small groups going through that right now. We have two week long courses for sixteen to twenty two year olds. And I'd say that's the that's the part of it that we see the greatest impact. Four percent of young adults have a biblical worldview. By the time they leave those two weeks, eighty five percent have a biblical worldview. So it's incredibly powerful to get young adults together, have them bring all of their tough questions with them, interact with amazing Christian thought leaders like Dr. Kathy Cook and others, and really find answers to those big questions. We've got a resource library at summit.org. The resources on there include videos, articles, mm. all kinds of things on all the tough topics. So just just check that out. Summit.org. You can find all the information. And you can order the Truth Changes Everything book there. You can also order it from wherever you like to buy books. People always have their favorite sources. But just Google Truth Changes Everything. Maybe that'll help start the conversation during this Christmas season. I hope so, too. And I just wish you guys the best. It's so great to see you. Thank you for taking time to come and bless my audience and just give them a little shot in the arm before we head into the most wonderful time of the year. And hopefully uh, it's going to have people thinking about how we can reach out to our neighbors and our friends and maybe change the tone of the conversation a little bit and uh, and pursue truth because truth really does set people free. Dr. Jeff Myers, what a privilege. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you. And thank you for being a champion for truth. You're welcome. If you guys want more information on Summit Ministries and my friend, Dr. Jeff Myers, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes and I'll link back to it. Or you can go directly to Summit.org. You guys, they have awesome camps for kids too. They're doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job uh, equipping the rising generation with how to bring truth into the culture. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you're having a wonderful holiday weekend and we'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.